0: Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
1: So today I am joined by Kiss FM presenter Sam Darliston. How you doing, you. Sam?
0: I'm all good. Bit cold,
1: but... Bit cold. You've got a jacket on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Jacket, blanket, I'm ready.
1: So, for people that don't know about Rolling With It, it's basically an insight into how creatives are dealing with lockdown and just the whole pandemic in general, and how they're adapting their jobs and their hobbies and stuff to what's going on. So, how is lockdown in the Darleston household going?
0: It's good, yeah. (laughs) So I came back up to the Midlands to see my family for Christmas, and obviously lockdown three yeah. so I'm now here till we're at least mid-Feb um, but I can't complain like I love yeah. my parents and we have a nice time but it is just very cold <laughs> up here and I, I was just telling you before like where I record now so this is obviously like all my little duvet for mm-hmm. um, it's just off the garage. We've got like a double garage. It's basically the outside. Right. So I am Baltic <laughs> every day. Every morning I come down here at 10 for like the meeting with everyone on, on um, Microsoft Teams. Obviously mm-hmm. that's been a very big tool this year. Yeah. Um, I come down for the meeting for that on case I'm like the coldest one in the room. I've got like two mugs <laughs> of tea, blanket on me. Have you got fluffy socks on? And usually they're, they're in the wash. Oh no. <laughs> they were due a wash, and I was like, the weekend <laughs> after this, so I've just had to put two pairs of white socks
1: on. You're getting cold sweats. Exactly. So, for people that don't follow you on Instagram, you're always up to stuff. Like, you're always doing weird, crazy stuff. Can you explain to the viewers about Toastgate, the burnt toast? What's going oh on?
0: <laughs> That's probably the least up to stuff thing I've <laughs> ever done. I love that intro. Basically, yeah, since I've come back, my mum. So it was a bit of a running joke when we were kids, me and my brothers, because every day before school, we'd be woken up by the smoke alarm. Yeah. Like, every single day. She can't cook. She cannot cook. She's great at everything. things. We love right? her, but she can't cook. She's got her strengths. Um, she, she does a nice roast dinner, but toast is, like, the biggest struggle point. And I've explained to her loads of times that the, the thing on the side is the minutes. Like, stop putting it on four. And she's like, no, it's the level of toastiness. Kind of thing. <laughs>
1: toastiness.
0: And I'm like, it's not, it's not. Um, but yeah every day she burns it and then for like a minute or two she's scraping it into the sink and then she's like okay that'll do now And it's like a you know a toast is like a bit of burnt here, here,
1: here. <laughs> it's like, like indented like, it's like concaving because you've Honestly, scraped all the good stuff I'm out like,
0: grab one of the slice ruth come on but <laughs> come yeah on, that's ruth. become a bit of a, a tale on instagram and um yeah people are seeming to enjoy her struggles with that. So
1: she's got, she's got her own little highlight as well now, hasn't she? She has, yeah. Ruth's toast. Ruth's toast. <laughs> and your dad partakes sometimes as well.
0: well he was actually just scraping it for her. Oh. It's so like she, she burnt it again that time.
1: She's just... got to that level now. She's like, okay, I'm famous. I don't yeah. need to be scraping my toast anymore. Exactly you can do that. it for exactly me. That. <laughs> so presenting your job, radio presenter, which is sick. How did you get into that? What was your journey? I know everyone's different, but...
0: Yeah, mine was weird to be honest. So I studied at uni, I studied acting and presenting. So it's called media performance. And I loved it. Um, but I didn't expect it all to happen as quick as it did. I was still at uni, 2015, mm-hmm. I was 21. And I won a competition called the KISS Chosen One. Mm-hmm. Um, which is basically like a na- nationwide presenter search. Um, I didn't ha- have any idea what was going on. So yes. this had been going on for months. People were auditioning in, in like shopping malls you know, around London, Westfield, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just got, my mate was like, oh, I'm applying for this, you should apply. So we all sent videos in, in our like student house. Mm-hmm. And then next thing I knew, I got a call saying I was in the top 20, I I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Already? Yeah, literally. Yeah. And then I, within, it was, all happened within less than a month, like three weeks, oh, so wow. I was top 20. And then you have like a presenter academy day at the studios and mm-hmm. they do like a test how you look, how you sound, mm-hmm. how your interview skills are, yeah. how you get on with other people. And then it was top five where we had to make a funny video and then I won.
1: What was your funny video?
0: So I did, I just sort of knew that everyone would be showing off in a way. Like mm-hmm. Everyone would be like trying to show their Yeah, trying to big themselves points. up. And I don't have many, so I was like, I'm just gonna do everything I'm bad at. So yeah. I went like roller skating, then I got hit by a car. Did, oh my like, okay. My cooking skills take after my mom. Yeah, like Toast. all of that. Like I was just showing all the things that I'm bad at. But then I was like, but I've got a cool hamster. I got my hamster in it. Like, <laughs> I think I interviewed my hamster in Spanish. They're the two oh. things I'm good at.
1: Wow, you? <laughs> do you still have that hamster now?
0: No, he's dead. Oh, he's, he's been dead. dead five years. It's funny.
1: You've been on KISS for a while then, five years? it be
0: six years in March.
1: Wow. So with presenting, obviously people would expect you to be like going into a studio and like it's very hustle and bustle. How yeah. have you dealt with having to do shows from home? Has it been like a challenge?
0: I tell you what, like our boss at KISS, she made it so easy this whole thing mm-hmm. like we did she was so on the ball with it because we had to be really safe and because our building's quite small compared to the other big radio station buildings and we share with like all the Bauer companies are like, absolute magic kerrang like they're all in one building mm-hmm. but it's small so the rules and regs for us were kind of like you can't be in mm-hmm. um and she sort of struck while the iron was hot back in march and she got everybody a yeti mic and there was like software online that's basically identical to what we were using in the studios. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just learned how to do it from there. Like There's been mm-hmm. times where people have been back in, and you know, people, some shows are still live from the studios, mm-hmm. whereas the rest of us here and there have been doing bits when we've had to. We've been able to work from home, which has been fun to be yeah, fair. Yeah,
1: so it's been like doable, you've still been able to do what you want to do
0: yeah 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 like, there's definitely got elements of it that i really miss like putting the faders up mm. and like, you know that whole rush of radio but because we're doing it almost like live so we still do the shout outs we still we're, we're just a little bit ahead of where we'd normally do it and obviously we get a couple of attempts at it if we mm. probably mess up which is good yeah. um but yeah i miss like being in a studio as well like i see everyone at the radio stations in their studios mm. and i'm like oh. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> i want to be there
0: I want to be there but um it's also nice to just know that like our health hasn't been compromised like mm-hmm. we've sort of, us it sort of makes us feel good because like we, we come first it's up to us if we want to go in if we wanted to push for it i'm sure we could mm. and we have been able to at points but they've just sort of really made it so easy for us you
1: have you had to like make your own little studio at home
0: Literally, yeah. So I have one in London. I've got them so bougie. (laughs)
1: Got one studio in in London. Got one (laughs) here.
0: So, my one in London is at the end of my bed. So, I have a bed with like a a backboard thing, and it's the only thing I could make into like a small square. So, I had to bring my bed into like the middle of my room. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then at the end of my bed, I'm using like the backboard of that. Got um, hanging, I had like hanging lanterns in, in my room. I've used them as almost like a tent peg. So I have like sheets going over them like that. And just all the way around me, I'm like caged in I open and close it with pegs. Pegs. <laughs> pegs. Mine's so much pegs pegs, and so people have proper, like Michael from Kiss, he's got like an amazing like wardrobe space that he's converted, he's put lights in it. His, his sound is amazing. Wow. Mine's like five out of 10, but. Yeah i just, I just don't know anymore how to do it. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm just gonna, blankets, pillows, everything that will soften the sound. And it definitely works so mm-hmm. you can hear that it, it works.
1: Well, at least so. it works. So you yeah. also do voiceovers as well for Channel 4 and E4. Have yeah. you been also, being able to do those well at home, like, is that yeah. all gone well?
0: And that's all gone great as well. So, I've been using the Yeti mic. Um, them guys actually gave me a lot of tips on how to make my studio better than it was because at first mm-hmm. it was hit and miss, like, my sound. Um, and then some of them are like expert, like, really been in the business for a while, know about mm-hmm. the sound. and They're like, How about you try this? How about you try that? And all of it worked. And I was like, Nice one, guys. So, they yeah, they've really helped. That's been nice and easy to do from home as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So, voiceovers and like radio in general, was it always something you knew you wanted to do before you did the Kiss Chosen one? So, no. you said you did like presenting and drama acting. Yeah. So, was it like more of an acting route you wanted to go down?
0: So, originally, I wanted to go to drama school. So, I went to drama college, like a college that was specifying in drama is that the word mm. Special, specializing <laughs> Special, That's the yeah
1: specializing
0: <laughs> i'm not the one to there. ask i'm not the
1: one to ask <laughs> maths english no
0: <laughs> <laughs> um i went to a college to do all that and then i was there for two years i didn't really like it mm-hmm. um so then when it came to being 18 and all my mates were going uni i was like i kind of want to go uni but i want to keep doing this kind of thing Mm-hmm. And there's not many courses that are aimed at training you in tv or presenting no. agenda, like at uni no. there might be more nowadays this was like eight years ago or whatever but there wasn't many um so i found one called media performance and i was like that sounds fun so i mm-hmm. literally just went on that it was near london it's like just outside newton so it's like just outside london mm-hmm. um and i just thought i'll give it a crack so i went for that and i had the best three years there
1: yeah and then
0: yeah then then i did actually funnily enough my lowest grade so i got a first
1: oh nice
0: but my uh my, my lowest grade across the whole three years guess what it was
1: i'm gonna go not harsh and say like a c
0: no no not the not the grade the, oh the unit oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was a c so- though it was a c Okay, I got that right, I got that right. <laughs> Unit,
0: um, what hard, uh, like. No, it wasn't that, it was radio. radio.
1: Yeah, 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 it was radio. <laughs> Stay in <laughs> the
0: obvious. It was my lowest grade, oh, <laughs> which I find well put it out. I did like it though, I enjoyed it when I did it, but, um, I did a bit of student radio and then I just sort of didn't really think about it. Like I knew I wanted to do, it was acting and then I was like, actually, like, during the three years I changed to. I want to be a presenter. Uh-huh. You know, it was like I want do. So all the stuff I trained for was like TV kind of work, okay. and then radio came along, and I just. In love
1: with it. Mm-hmm. So it was always kind of like destined for you, I guess. I like, I'm like i a mm-hmm. big believer in like everything's meant f- to happen for a reason. It's like you heard about the That's Kiss of and one, it happened and it was obviously always in you. So for people that don't know how to get into radio, it's like a big question. How do I get into radio? How do I get into presenting? And I know there's not one kind of straight route, but Maybe. from what you've like picked up on throughout the years you've been doing radio, what tips would you give to people wanting to start?
0: i think make sure i think like with nowadays as you were saying like with being able to work from home and the fact that national radio stations have been doing that take note of the things that the presenters and the producers from them stations are doing Mm because you know like you don't know how long this whole situation's gonna last for for one and for two it means that you can make a demo to that standard Mm -hmm. so look out look at some mics online mine's a yeti mic and it sounds pretty spot on that's Mm -hmm. i think about 90 quid or something it just plug straight into your laptop, get the software. I use Audacity, I don't even pay for Adobe, I've got Audacity, which is a free one. Nice. And that's what I use for like all that sort of stuff. So it's accessible really to anybody. Like say go get yourself a mic and then make yourself a demo. Now, with a demo, listen to some examples online. Loads of presenters have theirs on SoundCloud or they have it like just out there ready to send to agents so you can do a little snoop and find some mm-hmm. like some projectors that you look up to or some people that you think, oh, I could do a similar job to that. Could and be. then from that, just build your own demo. And then just don't be afraid because I'm rubbish at this. I don't message anyone and ask for favors. Yeah. At all. I'm, it's my worst thing. Like when I'm trying to help my mates, I'm like, hey, could you do this for my friend? And everyone says <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like everyone's so <laughs> yeah. nice usually. Like no one ever really says no. Um, but I just never asked for me. And yeah. that's the even I, like even at this stage of my career, which is still early stages, but like I still need to get better at that. But um, yeah, just do that. Make sure you're DMing people. You can find um, producers and that on either LinkedIn, Twitter, Insta, and usually like, they'll, they'll send you, if you ask for their email address, they'll send you it, or they'll say send something through on here. Not a lot of people would just ignore you.
1: Yeah. I guess and, it's, yeah. Opening those doors for yourself like approach i feel like i'm quite bad at that is like actually approaching people you're like i don't want to like annoy you or her, to seem like i'm yeah. harassing or like that's nagging
0: the that's the thing you're not gonna at that, that stage so i remember when i was at uni i was thinking like, oh i'm gonna get an agent and then bang they're gonna do everything for me mm-hmm. you're not gonna get an agent at that stage and if you are they're probably not gonna be the right agent they're yeah. gonna be the ones that kind of want your money rather than your success mm-hmm. or they're I don't know you can get one but like you'd have to be really good on maybe social media or things like that but like for actual targeted presenting and that's the condensed thing you want to do um, I think you've got to sort of be self-sufficient for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then eventually once you've got in a position an agent can help you to another level Mm -hmm. but like to begin with you've almost got to just balls to the wall, just go for
1: it. Yeah, pre- I feel like presenting is one of those things where you really have to like persist. Like it's like survival of the fittest. If you do not wait out, it's not going, oh, my voice, <laughs> what happened? Um It's not going <laughs> to happen because it's just so competitive. There's so many people wanting the same thing.
0: Yeah, there is, but so many fall by the wayside. I used, mm. I used to hate, so we used to have like people coming to uni um and they'll be like oh like only two or oh, no is it college what in college like only like two percent of you will still do this as a career or like mm-hmm. you know like all this sort of thing and like they say that then yeah fair play when you're 16 17 only 2 percent will but that's the same if you were like doing any kind of course like only two percent will get that exact thing because well, i don't even know if that's the real stat but like so many change their mind do they want to go behind like behind the camera and then Mm -hmm. so many don't even want to do media anymore so many get married so many have kids so many like you know and you can do that and (laughs) still be a presenter but like so many do that and focus on that and they're like oh that was just a phase Mm -hmm. people grow out of it Mm -hmm. but if you're persistent and you carry on I think there's always going to be a door that opens you just can't ever let all these people that say this and this because usually they're people that it hasn't worked out for Mm -hmm. and you just can't let that seep in because you've got to just remember that you know what you do you know what you're good at and don't get lost in in looking at other people and seeing their social media followings and all that because mm. it's all bullshit
1: yeah that. I feel like so many people kind of pick up and like make assumptions on people and how successful they are through their Instagram following it's not that at all. So many people buy their followers. Yeah, I was going to say, you could just go and buy 20,000 followers.
0: So many people do it. I know people that have done it and I'm like, oh, it's just really bait. I should stop doing that. Like, honestly, like, people buy comments. People look like, it's all false and, Sooner or later, marketing companies are going to be wise to that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, right, they might get sent a protein shake and get given yeah. 30 quid to sell it online. But if you want to be a presenter, mm-hmm. don't worry about that. Don't get caught up in that. Yeah. Like, followers and people that enjoy you as a presenter will naturally come with you doing what you love and being offended mm. to you.
1: Yeah, I feel like people can suss out fakeness very easily. Yeah, and I hope so. And bought followers, you can literally swipe through and just see all these non-profile pictures. Don't yeah. buy followers, yeah. don't buy followers. Um, <laughs> so lockdown three, mm. What, mm-hmm. have you got any like new weird hobbies? Are you picking any knitting? What are you, what are you doing? I, I'm,
0: I'm not, but I brought my mum. So she dev- she hasn't used it. So I've got her, when lockdown first hit, I ordered my mum and dad loads of games and like things to do, because I mean, it was just them two in the house. because mm-hmm. moved out. That's they're cute. Old, they moved out years ago. Yeah. Um And I, my mum's got a cross stitch thing that I bought for her, because I thought, oh, she'll love that. Hasn't picked it up. <laughs> so I might actually just, I might just give that a go at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've also played a lot of mini games on Snapchat. Like, not really Ooh, a lot. If that's honest. niche. It is niche. That is yeah, niche.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should stop doing that. Um, this is like the most exciting thing I wanted to talk to you about. Can you explain to people watching who don't know about oh Caterpillar, the me, caterpillars, about the Spanish caterpillars,
0: the Spanish caterpillars? Go on. Claro. Um, uh, so basically, in the summer <laughs> last year, yeah, last year now, um, I bought a broccoli. God, I feel like I've said this story so many times, I love it. <laughs> I bought a broccoli from Tesco. My housemate also bought a broccoli from Tesco.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As I was cutting into it, I found a caterpillar. I was like, oh my God, what, what the hell? It was wrapped.
1: It's pretty chunky a caterpillar, caterpillar isn't it?
0: It was what, chunky? It was chunky,
1: like, he was quite a big boy. It was
0: a big, the first one was big, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. There was some small, they sort of varied... As, as I found more and more. Ah. But yeah, the first one, I opened the wrapper and I thought, what am I going to do? So I kept it, and I kept it as a pet. And I just literally took a picture of it on Instagram, put it on Twitter, like, oh my God. Nothing happened for like a month, like, realistically. while it, I just sort of kept this thread going to myself and my mates. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think much of it. Um, and then, so yeah, my housemate's caterpillar then had a further five, no, broccoli then had a further five caterpillars in it. Yeah. Alive. And I was just cutting it and laughing like, oh my God, what the the hell are we going to do? And they were Spanish caterpillars, so I had to search whether they were, like, going to be bad for the environment and stuff, but they weren't, they were cabbage whites. So, like, they're common to the UK anyway. Mm I was like, sweet, keep them. So we made this little house for them. We just used to hang out with them and watch them. They're really (laughs) really cool to keep because they just sort of move about. and When you watch them evolve, they, it's just such a mad process, like watch some string, they do like a little string shot around themselves, hang on to something and then just go really hard. Wow. It's weird. But yeah, then there was another one, so seven in the end, I ended up raising them and then once they were butterflies, I started releasing them on Into the Wild, but like whilst keeping the process on Twitter Mm -hmm. and it was ridiculous, like it's, it got an outrageous amount of traction on Twitter, like... Oh, millions of these.
1: <laughs> Have you got only. free? Did um, Did you get like compensation from Tesco? Did they give you any like freebies? Give me one pound ten.
0: For, oh my uh, days! For two broccoli's, and that was fine. I got you know, it's fine.
1: You got your one pound ten
0: insects and vegetables. It's you know, it's the kind of thing that you expect. But um, the whole thing, I was in like. I was doing interviews for everything. I was on Good Morning America, I was on Fox News, so that Americans lapped it up. I was on Fox News, I was on BuzzFeed USA, I was doing like the UK, like Mail, Metro, um, Evening Standard, all this sort of stuff. And I was like, what the hell? are people doing right now? It was like July, it was a like pure knockdown behavior. I was like, everyone's so bored. Cause everyone's like, oh my God, another another caterpillar hatches. I'm like, it is what they do. Yeah. Like, they become It's a family
1: guys, it's a family. It's like, it's the caterpillar guy from the UK, London. Yeah. <laughs> He's raising these caterpillars. <laughs> I, I, loved
0: it. It. I read some of the comments. they like, I love his accent. And I was like, no one in the UK says that about my Midlands <laughs> accent. So I'll take that from you, lot.
1: <laughs> I feel like buying some caterpillars now. I bet you can get them on like eBay and stuff.
0: Some caterpillars?
1: Yeah. Can you recommend <sighs> any, do you know like the different breeds now? or?
0: Not really. I know there's a, there's, so there's two that you find on broccoli or on cabbage and they are either the ones i had which yeah. are caterpillars or if they hoop so like if they sort of do that as they walk yeah they are going to be moths oh
1: yeah no, they're called like
0: hooping
1: no, <laughs> we will that. release those ones we keep the butterfly <laughs> yeah. ones so at the end of every call i'm gonna ask everybody i interview what one bit of advice they'd give to people i know we've kind of been over advice but if you're one piece of advice to get into the industry what would it be
0: um, oh, one bit. Yeah, so
1: like a main mantra, I guess.
0: I guess it would genuinely. I'm not saying this to be cliche, but just be sweet, be nice, and be yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, because if you're not being yourself, if you're not naturally sweet and naturally nice, I know some people aren't. I guess <laughs> still be yourself because if you're trying to be something else it will shine through especially with presenting i think Mm -hmm. like eventually like i've had times where i've not felt like i'm doing what i want to be doing Mm -hmm. even during like you know the last few years with my job and stuff and people like oh he's he's doing so well but like there's been times where i feel like i can't be myself as a presenter Mm -hmm. whereas i feel like over time i've suddenly especially this year i've really sort of felt more me and i Mm -hmm. think that i wish i could have just Bottled that and had it sooner because it's just so good to be you and be honest with your audience, and mm-hmm. they'll notice that. And if they don't like you, then, then that's fine. There's going to be loads of people that do like yeah.
1: you. There's a so. place for everyone.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Even if you're really, really annoying, there will be <laughs>
1: people that like you. <laughs> thank you for annoying people. Well, thank you so much for chatting to me. It's been so no good worries. to find you. I've found out so much about caterpillars, about Yeti mics, <laughs> everything.
0: Honestly, yeah, I I took a lot of rubbish, it's
1: fine. It's been great. (laughs)